You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours through the triune God. Amen. Amen. I spent a lot of time this week reading and rereading our gospel text and wishing that seminary were behind me, so maybe I would know better how to handle it when Jesus says totally off-the-wall stuff. After all, for the past several weeks, we've been hearing Jesus say kind of strange and disturbing things to his disciples. Things like, see, I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves, and do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, which I think you can agree is the exact opposite of what we would expect Jesus to say. And then this week, at the end of the reading, at the end of all of these dire warnings and woe unto yees, comes this rather pleasant invitation. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I thought for the briefest moment that I could use these lovely verses to preach a sermon about giving over our fears, our troubles, our burdens, giving all those things over to God, and if we could really, really mean it when we lay those things down at the foot of the cross, well, then those, sim- those things simply won't trouble us anymore, and life will be just peachy. <laughs> but then I remembered that many of you have an even lower tolerance for BS than I do, and mine is pretty low to begin with. You and I know better. We know that a life of discipleship, a life in Christian community, does not shield us from the pain of being broken people living in a broken world. Nowhere does Jesus promise that life will be uncomplicated or without grief. So what then does this passage hold for us, if not an escape from the heartache of being human? Perhaps there's a reason why Jesus uses the word yoke, as if to conjure an image of a team of oxen pulling a heavy load together. Perhaps Jesus is teaching us something about how we relate to one another. Here's my theory. I think that part of the reality of our world is that we are all carrying some kind of yoke. Maybe we have some choice about what that is that we're bound to, but all of us, without exception, are bound to something. Four years ago this summer, I found myself sitting alone in a coffee shop in Chaska, Minnesota. My best friend and college roommate had asked me to meet her that afternoon. We had just graduated in May, and I then had moved back to Colorado, and this is my first visit back. So I was anticipating that we would have a good conversation and catch up on the details of our respective summers. What I got, however, was one of the more difficult conversations of my life. Sitting across the little table from me, this person who had played this huge role for me in the last four years of my life, told me that she never wanted to see or hear from me ever again. No explanation, no chance to ask why, just a firm and final goodbye, and then she left. 
So you can understand how I came to carry a yoke of bitterness, resentment, and hatred. At first, I felt totally vindicated in feeling the way that I did. She was in the wrong. She claimed to be an upstanding Christian, but where were the Christian values of love and grace in her treatment of me? I was willing to admit that I was not a perfect person and far from a perfect friend, but what could possibly justify her decision to cut me out of her life completely without so much as giving me a reason? It felt good to be angry, to hold the moral high ground. I began to hate the horrible person that I convinced myself she was. But hate is a very tricky thing. A wise man once said that hate is like drinking poison and waiting for someone else to die. <laughs> my hatred spread through myself and my life like a cancer, and instead of losing one friendship, I lost many. Bitterness became my burden to bear, my yoke, the thing to which I was inextricably bound. It was a heavy and difficult burden to carry. Unfortunately, I don't think my story is all that unique. Many of us come from families who don't know how to love us for who we are. Many of us have friends, coworkers, or other people in our lives at whose hands we've experienced bullying or betrayal. I think it would have to be some kind of miracle for a person to reach the end of their life without ever having carried the yoke of emotional baggage of the anger, resentment, betrayal, or disappointment that come from broken relationships. But these, I believe, are the very burdens from which Jesus offers us rest. We don't have to carry the ugliness of hatred and betrayal. We are no longer inextricably bound to all those things that separate us from the kind of full, rich, and beautiful relationships with God and with our neighbor that were intended for us. Because the burden that God offers us back is reconciliation. Burden, I think, though, is an apt word because it turns out that reconciliation is really hard and it actually takes more work than being angry or bitter. It's an act of selflessness which can often feel like sacrifice. Reconciliation is nothing more than the act of recognizing the child of God in another person and choosing, probably over and over and over again, the relationship over any kind of self-serving emotion. It is choosing to forget that you are an I and instead acting in the service of us. After trading letters for a while, my college roommate and I decided to meet for dinner when I was in Minneapolis last spring. Sharing that meal together was anything but easy. It was awkward and difficult and neither of us really knew what to say to each other. And yet there was no yelling no blaming, no accounting for past wrongs, and strangely, no need for an explanation anymore. I think sometime before we got there, we had both decided that we were going to try to create something new. We had both chosen the relationship. It's so hard sometimes to not let all that has transpired between us dictate the way I see her, but can't but carrying the burden of giving her another chance, though it is not easy for me, is infinitely better than carrying a burden of hatred toward her. 
These verses at the end of Matthew 11 then maybe are more than just a mollifying offer for those of us who have had enough. Maybe they are actually an invitation to redirect our lives. Maybe it's an invitation to lay down the crap that the brokenness of humanity has given you to carry and instead take up the yoke of Jesus, who does not promise that all will be easy, but that it will be good. It is in God that we find our rest and our refuge, but it is also in God that we find the strength to carry out God's redemptive work of reconciliation in the world. And there is something beautiful about not having to carry that yoke alone. It's hard work, to be sure, but we can't forget who is pulling with us, whose head is through the other oxbow. It's Jesus, embodied by the church, by our community, by each one of us. We pull together. You are there to help me carry my burdens, and I am there to help you carry yours. And there is some kind of magic math that happens there. It's not addition. It's not that when we help each other bear our respective loads that the weight becomes twice as heavy. No, by some kind of miracle, it actually becomes lighter. Somehow, being yoked together with a bunch of broken people, gathering for a meal of broken body, and being sent back into a broken world does something to diminish our own brokenness and maybe, just maybe, gets us a little closer to the peace that Jesus is offering. Thanks be to God. Amen. For peace from above and for our salvation, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. If these sermons are meaningful for you, we invite you to support the congregation, and you can do that at houseforall.org. There's a PayPal button there. Also, we'd love for you to come and join us for liturgy. We meet at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Sundays at 2201 Dexter in Denver. For all of your children who pray to their maker, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. For easing of the burdens of anger, fear, and hatred, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. For the children hungry or neglected in every nation, Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For those who have no bread and those who find no joy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For those who came before us and now are in your glory, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. 
Ah. Uh-huh.